everybody. Happy Tuesday. It is Tuesday, right? Yeah, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. Happy Tuesday to everybody. Pastor Troy here. Another podcast from Church on the North Coast. Glad you tuned in today. Today, I want to share with you about vision, about vision. So uh, every year around this time, I uh, intentionally uh, share, you know, with the congregation and, and, and I focus it. I mean, even in my personal life, I start, you know, I start focusing on vision and vision is, a, you know, it's like a, it's like a buzzword, you know, it's, it's pretty overused in especially in church scenarios because we um i don't know we kind of we kind of make it gimmicky almost and um and this year when i began to focus in on vision for 2024 and you know what does this look like um i was taken in a different direction and and i read i read in luke 18 in verse 41 Jesus has this encounter with this blind man. And he he hears that Jesus is on the road coming and he cries out to him. And it says that Jesus, he got Jesus to stand still. He got Jesus to stand still and and he arrested the attention of Jesus. He was blind, but he arrested the attention of Jesus. And Jesus then asked him, what do you want me to do for you? And he said that I might receive my sight. And Jesus says, your faith has healed you. And when I read it, it just hit me just so powerfully that that there were so many people there, but only one person could see. And only one person arrested the attention of Jesus. And that was the guy who had no sight. (laughs) That was the guy who had no earthly sight, but had heavenly vision. And and once I once I kind of like got that revelation from that, I, I thought, man, you know, the just shall live by faith, not by sight. We're not, the Bible tells us we're not supposed to live by what we see. We're supposed to live by what our spirit shows us. And so I want to encourage you in the year of 2024 to live by vision and not by sight. And they're, they're so, vision is to heaven what sight is to the world. And what you should really extrapolate from the text is that vision is faith that can make sight possible. When you don't have sight, but you have vision, you have the means to get what you need from the world. You see, faith can manifest the things, but the things can never manifest faith. And and so vision is, is so essential for us as believers that to not have vision is to not have faith. To have no vision, to have no ability to see in the realm of faith is, 
is to really displease God. He said, without faith, I can't, you, you can't even please God without faith. Faith pleases God. Faith makes all things possible. And vision is, is what is used. Faith initiates your ability to see into the realm of the Spirit. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is the substance of things to hope for, the evidence of things we cannot see. Faith, it's like you can't see it. You can't see it in the natural. And in 24, we have got to stop looking at the things. We've got to turn our attention so away from this world. And we must see from our spirit in 24, if we're ever to accomplish what God has given us. Listen to me, believer. If you are ever going to accomplish the assignment of God, the assignment of heaven on your life, you must stop seeing with your eyes, and we must start seeing with our spirit. I want to encourage you to never settle for sight when God promised you vision. God promised us vision. Joel 2.28, he says, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, everybody. He said, your, your sons and daughters, they're going to prophesy. They're going to they're say what they see, not from the world. They're going to say what they see from heaven's perspective. He said, I'm going to make old men, they're going to dream again. You know what a dream is to an old man? He said, I'm going to make them dream again. They, they quit dreaming. You catch that. They quit dreaming. And there's so many of us that have quit dreaming. And you know what a dream is? A dream is a vision that lost hope. That's what a dream is. If God says, I'm going to make you dream again, he's, what he's really saying is, I'm going to make vision come back to you. I'm going to give you the ability to see with the eyes of the Spirit what God's doing in the earth. This is what God wants for us in 2024. He wants us to see beyond the pain, the frustration, the offense, the bitterness. He wants us to see beyond the conflict, see beyond the political arguments that are taking place in the world. He wants us to see beyond, and he wants us to see from a perspective of heaven. I want to encourage you never to settle for seeing what the world presents you, but to contend for the promise that God gave us. He said, and I will cause young men to have vision. Vision is a promise from God. Peter saw it on the day of Pentecost. This is that. So I'm telling you that vision is a promise to you. There is a promise in God's word that you and I have are, are entitled to walk in vision. It's, it's a promise from God's word that he said, I have made it so now that everyone can live from vision. Now, no, no one needs to be subject to what they see with their eyes alone. They can now tap into a realm of, of sight that is given from a perspective of heaven that brings hope and encouragement and strength and victory. This is what faith does. It activates vision. I want you to promise God in 2024 that you're going to live by vision. Said the just shall live by their faith. What he's really saying is that you live by what God shows you. How do you live by what God shows you? You live by 
vision, vision. This is my definition of vision. As I prayed the other day, I said, God, give me, give me a definition. What is, what is, what is vision? And he said, Troy, write this down. Vision is a first person illustration of faith. (coughs) Excuse me. (coughs) Vision. I'm gonna take a drink there. Vision is a first person illustration of faith that comes from a revelation experience of Jesus that creates transformation and change and hope creates hope, which is expectation in the life of the believer. So let me just walk you through that, that definition there. So vision is a first person illustration of faith. It's not a second person. Most of us live our faith walk from the second person perspective. It's the difference between singing a song about Jesus or singing a song to Jesus. It's a difference between seeing yourself over there riding the roller coaster and actually sitting or the perspective from the first person puts you in the seat and you see and experience the hills and the dips and the turns and all of the exhilaration that comes from the first person perspective. You see, Jesus never gives a revelation without an experience. He wants every every time we, we gather and his person is revealed, he wants that to create an experience. Experiences change us. That's how we know it's vision, because vision will transform you. Vision will not let you settle. Vision will move you. So anytime, never waste a revelation of Jesus without without a first-person experience of Christ. And we must contend for these first-person experiences of Christ. And, and how we know, how we know if we, if we have vision, we, we're changed. Let me ask you, uh, how much have you changed in the last year? That tells me that's an indicator, right? Here we go. That's an indicator of how much vision I operated in in the last 365 days. If, I, if there has been very little change in my life, then I can say, then I didn't really look through the lens of vision to the future that God was uh, arranging for me, the footsteps he was arranging for me. I looked rather than with the natural eyes, and I changed very little. And so how do you know? You'll change. How do you know if you have vision? You change. You change because an experience with Jesus always leaves you changed. You always change in his presence. You always repent in his presence. And that change is always associated with hope for the future. That's how you know if you have vision and rather than sight. Sight will leave you hopeless. Vision will put hope inside of you. It will create expectation in the life of the believer. Anytime God gives you a vision, it comes attached. There will be change and there will be hope, right? So anytime his presence comes in, we should be looking and saying, God, show me something. Give me a vision. Give me a vision now of my future and I don't want to waste a revelation without an experience with you. And, I, and I, I'll share an experience I had the other day. And uh, this gentleman was sharing, and he said he called, uh, he called the church a, a revival center. And I said, oh, that's so, that's so it, it witnessed with my spirit so deeply. And he said, I've given this church uh, the gift of revival. And I said, God, if you've given us the gift of revival, why does revival tarry? And, and right there, I heard the Lord say, because I've given it to you long ago, but you failed to open the gift of revival. And so I, I, I opened it. You know, I just acted as if I was opening a present there. And I saw, I saw there, just be, 
just before that, I saw Jesus extend his hands in a first-person perspective. He extended his hand down to me, and he gave me the gift. He said, now open it. And I opened it in the Spirit. I just opened it. And that was a first-person experience that came from a revelation of the person of Jesus. And we should always be seeking these first-person experiences. So I want to encourage you so you know, vision is not what you see. Vision is what you know and experience. Stop looking for, for vision to produce something for your sight, but rather allow vision to lead you in what you know and what you have experienced through the presence of Jesus. We cannot afford to live our lives in 2024 without vision. You can't afford to raise your family. You can't afford to you know, be in a marriage, a covenant, a relationship. You can't afford to lead your church. You, pastors, you, you must have vision because the Bible tells us in Proverbs 29, 18, that where there is no vision, where there's no revelation of God, that's what it means. It's a revelation. Vision is a revelation of God and his word. It says, where there's no vision, the people are unrestrained. Wherever there is, wherever there is no restraint, death, hell, destruction is loosed. People are, but vision, where there is vision then, think of that, where, where, where the people of God, where the pastors, where the ministers, where the leaders, where the, the CEOs, where the political leaders have vision, where they have an experience with Jesus, suddenly in that place, there is hope, there is a future, there's joy. In that place, people come to life where vision is. They just think of people you know that live with this, this revelation of Jesus and experience of Jesus. They carry with them the abundance of life, a spirit of life that is found in Christ Jesus. And so I want to encourage you to continue. Continue in 24 with the anticipation of seeing with vision. Never settle for sight when God has promised you vision. This, this, this last thing I want to share with you. This is how you know. This is how you know. How do I know? Pastor, how do I know if I have vision? Troy, how do I know? How do I know if I'm seeing with my eyes or I'm seeing with the Spirit? Here's one good way to, to tell. 2 Corinthians 4.18 tells us, While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen, they are eternal. They are eternal. Now, let me ask you something. He said, he, Paul said, we do not look at the things which are seen. <laughs> we don't look at those. Look at, listen to me. Stop looking at the, the things you see. He said, we don't look at those. This is what he's talking to believers. He said, we don't look at those things, but we look at the things which are unseen. For those are the things that are real. The things that are seen down here, those things are temporary. So I don't even want to give my attention to the temporary. I want to give my attention to the eternal. So I don't look, but here's the question. How do you see what you cannot see? Faith. Faith activates vision. Faith in Christ activates vision, and he allows you. Now go back and read Hebrews 11, verse 1. It says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things I cannot see. It allows me to, it puts hope in me. It gives me hope because hope deferred makes the heart sick. 
But hope answered suddenly makes my heart come to life. Hope, it gives me hope. Now faith is the substance of things, hope for the evidence of things I cannot see. It allows me to see what I cannot see. That's what vision is. It allows you to see into the eternal. It allows you to see past sickness to health. It allows you to see past this this conflict to peace and restoration. It allows you to see beyond the temporary and into the eternal. That's what every, every believer is called to live in this middle place of vision. With me, with me, close your eyes and think of on a canvas. There's a blue, there's blue paint on the bottom. Just paint on the bottom. There's blue paint on the bottom. And up top, there's yellow. Now, the bottom represents the world. The bottom represents sight, what you see. Remember, vision is to heaven what sight is to the world. So the sight is in the blue. And what I want you to know is God, it's rebellious and sinful to live in blue. He said, the just shall live by faith and not by sight. You're not allowed to live in the blue. So you got to move up. You got to move up. You got to get up. You got to get up. You got to get as high as you can. Now, what's going to happen is you're going to, you're going to get to a certain place and then you're going to, you're going to begin to come out of blue and come into the yellow. And what happens when blue and yellow mix, what happens in the mixture, what happens in the blend, you turn a color of green. This is where God's called his people to live in the green, in the blended area. You know if you have vision, let me me tell you this, you know if you have vision because vision is a distortion of reality. When you get vision, you stopped, you suddenly stop seeing things the same way. You begin to lose your ability to see with eyes of your your human, your humanity, and you begin now to live in this distorted reality in the middle. It's no longer blue, but it's not all the way yellow. It's somewhere in the middle. This is where God's called his people to live, in the suspended middle. Middle. We're not, you know how I know you're not supposed to live by sight? Because the Bible says, for I have been crucified with Christ, I no longer live. If you're a dead person, how can you see with your eyes? God's calling us to die to the blue and move to the yellow. But we, we don't reside in heaven. Our spirit resides, for I am now seated with Christ in my spirit in heavenly places. So I'm called as a believer to live somewhere between heaven and somewhere between the earth. I'm I'm obedient when I'm living in the blend. I know this is possible. Enoch did it. He said, for he walked with God and there was no blue in him, so God took him. You know, I'm trying to become a pale shade of green. I'm trying to get as far into the yellow as I possibly can in my walk with God. That is where there is obedience. That is where there is transformation. You begin to lose yourself as you move into the yellow. I want to encourage you, move into the yellow in 2024. Colossians tells us, and here's how, how do you do it? How do you move into the yellow? Well, first of all, you have to seek a first person revelation of Christ that changes you, that changes you and gives you hope. Stop watching faith, 
Start living in faith. Stop watching yourself from a second perspective. Stop watching other people. Stop looking at YouTube videos of other people living in faith and start creating your own YouTube videos of you living in faith. Start seeking a first-person experience with Christ. And then secondly, set your mind on things above in 2024. Set your mind. Set it so high. It's Colossians 3 verse 2 says, set your mind on things above and not on things of the earth. You know your eyes will go where your mind goes. Your eyes will focus on what your mind tells it to. Now I want you in 2024 to set your mind so high that you can't see the blue anymore. You, 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 you don't think blue thoughts, you don't talk blue words, you don't go to blue places, you don't hang out with blue people, you, you, you hang out with yellow, you think yellow, you believe yellow, you trust yellow, you're in the, live your life so close to yellow. What will happen when you do this is you will become transformed. You will become an agent and an ambassador of hope for the world. You will begin to lead people to places of hope, places that that make all things possible by faith. All things are possible. This is what God's calling us to in 2024. And the only way to get to where God's calling you is to live by vision. You gotta live by vision. You can't live by sight in 2024. I pray you were blessed by the word today. Part two is coming up. I don't know, next couple of weeks. Got lots to talk about here. Uh, you know, faith will make you run. Faith will, uh, vision will make you run. Vision will talk back to you. Vision will sustain you. Vision will change you. You gotta, you gotta have vision, church. You can't afford to live without it. I pray you are blessed. Come on. I gotta go. Until then, look, make sure somebody out there feels the effects of your influence. Don't wait till it's too late. Get to a place that manufactures hope this Sunday. Get to church. Get your family to church. Live in vision. God bless you.